Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to episode 46 of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, do we have some really interesting college football news to talk about? It's going to be regarding current Texas star running back Bijan Robinson and the huge NIL deal he just landed. Also, um, new Longhorn Ajayi Hall, who just transferred from Alabama, he had a couple words to say about the Crimson Tide fans as a whole, which you'll definitely think are pretty interesting. And then also we'll get into some NFL news. The NFL finally released the full slate of all the international games in Germany, London, and Mexico City. So we'll dive into that, obviously, a little bit later on in the podcast. And then we'll finish off the episode just kind of talking about a couple MLB things. We will talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs. And yeah, so guys, before we do head into today's episode, I do want to ask for y'all to please make sure that y'all are following the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast, which is at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce on both platforms. I will also leave a link down in the description. And as always, guys, let's get right into today's episode. So the first news that I did want to talk about is regarding former Florida quarterback Emory Jones. Now, Emory Jones was a top 60 recruit coming out of the 2018 class and was highly regarded to probably end up at Ohio State. He actually was committed to Ohio State and then once Dan Mullen signed to Florida as their head coach, he immediately flipped to Florida and had been there the past four seasons. Now during his final two years at Florida, he was sitting behind Kyle Trask and then going into 2021, it looked like Emory Jones would finally get you know, the reins to be the Florida Gators starting quarterback. Now however, um, former four-star recruit coming out of high school Anthony Richardson he had other you know other plans Anthony Richardson slowly started to develop as the future for the Florida Gators at the quarterback position Emory Jones pretty much knew it was the end for his career at Florida but still he decided to stay and then towards the end of the year he there had been rumors he was going to leave and then he told everyone no I'm going to stay at Florida you know he reassured the new coaching staff and Billy Napier and all of them that he would be staying at Florida and then ultimately he did end up entering the transfer portal I think a couple weeks later which it wasn't really a snake move I don't blame him because that that quarterback room is so crowded with young talent that Emory Jones would just get pushed to the side no matter what so I'm glad that he did enter the transfer portal and he actually made his decision on Thursday Emory Jones announced that he would be transferring to Arizona State. Now, Arizona, now you're probably wondering why would he want to go to Arizona State? Why would he want to go from the SEC to the Pac-12? Well, Arizona State just lost their star quarterback in Jaden Daniels to LSU, which he went from the Pac-12 to the SEC. So they had a huge gap at the quarterback position. Both of their quarterbacks right now, Paul Tyson and Trenton Borgay, they haven't even started a college football game in their whole careers. Now, Paul Tyson, he is the great-grandson of former Alabama and Hall of Fame head coach Bear Bryant. So, obviously, football does run in his blood, but he's not, no offense, he has great size, but he's not that great of a quarterback. And then Trenton Borgay, I never heard about his name until I started making the podcast today. So, But nonetheless, the fact that Arizona State and Herm Edwards are getting a guy like Emory Jones, who is huge veteran presence I mean for a locker room that needs some change and then also on the fact that he will have another veteran presence on the field for a lot of young guys that are in that Arizona State roster now I do think that you know he will start at least this year he possibly will probably play a second season which I didn't even know he had another year of eligibility considering the fact that he already has been in college for four years now I know when you count the COVID year technically he would still have four years of college left but I I had no clue that he still would be just going into his I guess you could say junior year and 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 eligibility wise. Now I like this simply for the fact that he will get a fresh start. Emory Jones won't have to worry about all the pressure anymore because Arizona State really doesn't have any expectations going into 2021. They're expected to be a bottom feeder 
when it comes to going into the um, 2022 campaign. So I think it's a great fit for Emory Jones as he finally found a home where he won't have to continue to you know work through the pressure that he had at Florida. Now for the next college football news we have, it's actually regarding Texas star running back and considered the best running back in all of college football, Bijan Robinson, the former five-star recruit coming out of Texas. Now Bijan Robinson, no shock here, has been highly looked at regarding NIL deals. He already had five before he signed this sixth NIL deal on Thursday. And on Thursday, you will be shocked to find out the NIL deal he actually signed. So on Thursday on Instagram, Bijan Robinson announced that he would be signing an NIL deal with Lamborghini Austin, which is a Lamborghini dealership down in Austin, Texas. Now you're probably wondering, what are the perks that comes with this? I'm probably expecting he's probably going to end up getting a car. I don't know about payment. We don't know the details yet that are coming through with this NIL deal. But this is huge, and I love this side of NIL. And I know people are probably like, well, you're kind of contradicting what you said on Wednesday. I'm not. There's a difference between giving giving kids NIL deals and stuff like this where you're sponsoring them and paying them to promote and add, kind of like what Aaron Rodgers does with State Farm, where you'll see what um, – kind of what uh, I can't even talk Patrick Mahomes also does with State Farm as well that's not that's not recruiting them to come play for your team or playing them for your school doing these type of things are absolutely amazing and kids deserve to get paid for this so I love the fact that Bijan Robinson definitely upped the NIL game I mean the fact I think I think if they do give him a Lambo that thing's going to be worth probably the most guys NIL contracts and then add on top of that that he will also be getting paid as well but, I mean, he deserves it. He's the best running back in all of college football. And, yes, that hurts as a TCU fan to say that. But you can't deny talent, and it's obviously there. Because, I mean, considering his in his second season at Texas last year, Bijan, he rushed for 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns. And then just to add on top of that, he also had 26 catches for 295 yards. And you might as well just rounded up 300 yards. And then he also had four more touchdowns to add on top of that. Now, it, it I mean – he practically could be a Heisman dark horse come this year. So, I mean, the fact that you're seeing companies like Lamborghini and all this getting getting ahead on guys like Bijan Robinson, who will probably make it big in the NFL, it's a smart business move for both sides. So, I want to congratulate Bijan on absolutely landing one of the best NIL deals you probably could get. Now, the next news I want to talk about is former Alabama wide receiver Ajayi Hall. Now, Ajayi Hall, he entered the transfer portal a couple weeks ago after it was rumored that he had been suspended from the team due to disciplinary reasons, even though he was a highly touted wide receiver recruit coming out of high school in the 2021 class. Now, he ended up transferring to the University of Texas, I think, probably a week or two ago, you know, made a huge big deal out of it. And. I thought, yeah, he'd probably just leave it alone, kind of let Alabama go in the past, similar to what Jamison Williams did, did, except the fact, you know, Jamison Williams didn't get suspended from Ohio State. Now, on Thursday, Ajayi Hall actually made some pretty interesting comments about Alabama fans, and I think it's probably a shot at Alabama as a whole. Now, this is according to 24-7 Sports, and this is a quote they got directly from him. Now, Ajayi Hall had said, quote, one thing that really stood out is the culture. Bama fans, they're not really loving. If I could say, even when you leave. Now, Texas fans, they are like a family. They love you unconditionally. They want the best for you and want to make sure you're striving to be the best person you are, whether it's the people in the stands, players, or coaches. They're all connected, which is a good thing, quote. Now, you're probably wondering, why would he say these type of things? And honestly, I couldn't really tell you. He was going to end up being 
either wide receiver one or wide receiver two for the Alabama Crimson Tide come this year. Now, maybe he thought because, you know, Alabama did end up getting Tyler Harrell, the Louisville transfer, and they also got Jermaine Burton, the um, Georgia transfer, both in the wide receiver position, that maybe, hey, he kind of took it as a solidified fact that Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide are going to be looking at the transfer portal instead of the um, – instead of looking at him, which that is at the players and coaches side, because he also does say in that quote talking about the players and coaches treat him more like family. So maybe there's something in Alabama we don't know about. I mean, you don't really hear too many bad things about Nick Saban because all the guys that Nick Saban has pretty much coached have ended up in the NFL or in some major role in sports. Now, now the thing is with Alabama fans, every fan base is toxic. Every fan base has its toxic, toxic moments. Now, Obviously, you left the team. You didn't. Well, actually, let me take this back. You didn't voluntarily leave the team. You got kicked off the team due to reasons that were pretty much stated, but not at the same time. Just to you know, kind of help save your image. Now, Texas is going to take you wide open. You know, no questions asked. You're a former four-star recruit. You have pro you, you'll probably end up being one of the more talented wide receivers in all of college football. And you're going to be tag teaming with former five-star Xavier Worthy, who just had a freshman All-American season this past year. So it was no shock Texas was, was going to take you or any other school in the country. But to trash a school that free willingly took you and all your issues and gave you probably multiple chances and you still screwed them over... You have no right to trash them. Now, I know Alabama fans probably aren't the greatest. We all know they're not. No no fan base is generally the nicest. I mean, the probably nicest fan base is probably Iowa. Like, <laughs> that's really it. There's no fan base that is genuinely nice. But to act like Texas fans would not do the same exact thing to you if you left them and went to Alabama is just completely wrong because I promise you, whether it's boosters or... Or fans, they will trash your name beyond belief for leaving them for another school. So I'm just—he he—he probably should never have said this. This is probably one of those things that you need to just keep, you know, in your head. Now here's the thing—he hasn't even been at Texas for a month. Now yeah, he's probably in that honeymoon phase where everything is all nice and oh they love me, you know I'm the big man on campus. Wait until they get another five-star wide receiver or they get a guy out of the transfer portal that is better than you. You think they're going to care about a Jai Hall? They're going to care about this new cat that just came in that could possibly lead them to a national championship with Xavier Worthy and Quinn Ewers and Bijan Robinson. They're not going to be looking at you as a trio no more. They're going to be looking at this new trio they just formed. So don't get it mistaken. Texas fans will switch up on you in a heartbeat if they find better talent. And it's like that with any school. They will instantly you know, switch up on you, but I just, I'm not trying to defend either side, I just want to make light of it that some of the things you just need to keep to yourself, because one of these, because the thing he just said is not going to make you look any better of a person or a player by doing this, this is something you need to just keep in private and not say to a big corporation like 24-7 sports, so anyway, I just kind of wanted to let y'all know about that, because I thought that was kind of childish in my opinion, because I mean, once again, he did get kicked out of Alabama. It wasn't like he left Alabama. He literally had gotten dismissed from the football team. So, anyway, that is what it is. Now, the next news that I do want to talk about, and this is kind of the final college football news of today, it is about the 2025 College Football National Championship game and where it's going to be hosted. Now, originally, the 2025 College Football National Championship game was going to be hosted at Las Vegas, I'm pretty sure, at Reliant Stadium, which that would be really cool to have. Now, we got a report, I think, late on Wednesday that apparently Atlanta was 
figuring out a way to negotiate so that they could end up actually becoming the host of that 2025 game. Now this comes after Las Vegas has been a has been unable to resolve a conflict with the annual consumer electronics show and it apparently draws in about 200,000 people annually so it's a decent sized thing and apparently the CES they're not willing to back you know go back a week to accommodate the college football playoff no matter how much money they're you know being given so this kind of screws over Las Vegas which is probably one of the better markets right now for sports in my opinion yes i know new york and la are still the powerhouses and blue bloods but las vegas is starting to steadily arise as one of those and the fact that the college football playoff is going to have to miss out on las vegas and go back to atlanta now atlanta is still a great town to go to don't get me wrong but it's kind of it's kind of crappy that the fact that a two hundred thousand person event is going to overtake a couple million people because think about it you know how many people are going to go watch it's probably will be Alabama versus Clemson or versus Georgia. You know, some huge college football game. People are going to be tailgating. People are going to be be there days before doing pregame stuff. You know what I mean? How much money that would bring in versus the CES. Now, does it mean exactly that Atlanta's or if it, well that um, Atlanta would officially be the host of that 2025 game? Not yet. They're still discussing it. So technically, Las Vegas is still the host. But it looks like Atlanta will probably end up being where that game will be played. And I know this is not for another three to four years, but there hasn't been that much news for me to report on. So I figured this is probably noteworthy to talk about. Now, guys, that is actually it for today's college football news. And I know there just there hasn't been really any blockbuster stuff. I do think, you know, the Jordan Addison situation will continue to unfold and unfold. And then we'll continue to see a lot more NIL deal stuff and the the whole landscape is going to change. They're already working on possibly getting some um, laws and everything set in stone so that they can actually limit how much boosters and all that are doing. And I think there's some lawmaker that actually that actually proposed a law that you know boosters can't give a kid an NIL deal if it if it if it makes that kid go to that to whatever school that he's trying to benefit. So it's weird. Right now, college football is probably one of the weirdest states I've ever seen it because. Guys are getting jealous. The fact these kids are getting paid a lot of money and, you know, schools are starting to actually legally tamper with kids. So it's the weird world we're living in. Now for the few college, not college football news, for the few NFL news we actually do have today, the first news and the only signing of today's episode that we have, it's regarding the Los Angeles Chargers. Now Los Angeles Chargers, they have been on a rampage when it comes to signing in free agency. They went on and got Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bears. They went and got J.C. Jackson from the New England Patriots. They had an amazing draft. And they actually decided that's not enough. So they went out and signed free agent linebacker Kyle Van Noy to a one-year contract, who's actually been kind of one of the more consistent linebackers in all of football. I mean, he's not pro bowl or anything like that, but he's a really good linebacker. And for a team that does need linebackers, they're getting a really solid veteran in Kyle Van Noy. So huge pickup for the Chargers, who are already looking like a Super Bowl contending team. And I think if they don't make it past the wild card this year, it's a complete bust of a season, in my opinion. It's kind of like the Lakers almost this year when they didn't even make the play-in tournament. So, but anyways, the next news we have is actually regarding the NFL and the international games. Now, as we all know, the NFL announced that they would be playing games in Germany this year so that now we will have three different countries we will be playing in. It will be in Mexico City, London, and now in Germany. So I'll give you all the full slate of games right now. So at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time on October 2nd, the Minnesota Vikings will be taking on the New Orleans Saints in London. 
it will be on NFL Network where it normally is. So, Minnesota fans, New Orleans fans, I'm sorry. You will probably have to wake up at the literal crack of dawn in order to watch your team play. I know you probably will. We're all diehard fans. We'd wake up no matter how early it is. <laughs> but, yeah, it is another pretty early game. Now, the following week on October 9th at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, the New York Giants, they will be taking on the Green Bay Packers in London as well. Now, this will also be on NFL Network. And this should be a really interesting matchup. I think Aaron Rodgers going against the Giants. Those two, those two teams have always been very entertaining when they play each other. So, it should be a pretty interesting game. Now, for this next game, this is the first time we will see an NFL game be exclusively played on ESPN+. So the Denver Broncos will be taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on October 30th at Wembley Stadium in London. So another London game. Uh, definitely would be cool to see Russell Wilson. Obviously, this will be weeks after he's already made his official start with the Denver Broncos. And then seeing the kind of new revamped Jacksonville Jaguars, if you want to say. So... I think it'll be pretty cool, nothing less. The next game that we actually have is between the Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, if Russell Wilson was still with the Seattle Seahawks, this game would be super entertaining. But the fact that we don't even know who Seattle will be starting at quarterback, we all, I mean, we've heard some Seahawk officials say that Geno Smith kind of has the edge, but a lot of fans are pretty sure Drew Locke's going to start. And the fact that Seattle didn't take a chance on Malik Willis. It's just an interesting situation right now in Seattle, but Tampa Bay obviously just back getting Tom Brady from retirement, pretty much re-signed all of their team, got some decent pickups in Logan Ryan. They look to probably make a statement this season. Now, this will be the first Germany game they will be playing, and this game will actually be at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on November 13th on NFL Network, and it will actually be playing at Aliens Arena, home of FC Bayern Munich. So it's a soccer. It's a soccer club that is based in Germany. Now the next game we have, and this is the first Mexico City game we have, and actually the only Mexico City game we have is between the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. Now this game will be at 8:15 p.m. Eastern on November 21st, and it will be on ESPN. So I'm guessing this will. I think November 21st is on a Monday, which. That makes sense why, you know, it's on ESPN. Now, this, this will be a pretty cool game because we'll see Trey Lance and then we'll obviously see Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins will be back from his six-game suspension. And this will kind of be in the heat of the playoff race. And obviously, the NFC West is still pretty stacked. The Rams, just off fresh off a of Super Bowl, they're going to be looking for, you know, back-to-back -back years. The Cardinals, after making some pretty key additions in the offseason they're going to be looking to make a push San Francisco they didn't make a lot but the ones that they did were pretty good and then Seattle's kind of a you know Seattle's either going to go nine and seven or seven and nine so <laughs> but yeah so those are the international games the NFL announced on when was it May f yeah it was on uh Wednesday I'm sorry guys I was trying to think in my head I'm like when was May 4th it was literally yesterday on Wednesday, I'm recording this on Thursday, by the way, so if you're wondering why I'm saying yesterday, it's because today's May 5th. Now, let's get into some NBA playoff news, and the first news I do want to talk about is Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks, which is technically my team. Um, the Mavericks do not know what defense is. I've never seen a team completely just let people run right by them, especially a professional team that's supposed to be able to play defense. Luka definitely needs to work on his defense. I mean, obviously, he's an offensive juggernaut. But he's always struggled, you know, whether it's stamina-wise or just getting back. And that's just something he needs to work on if he wants to bring this team to a championship. Now, it doesn't help the fact that all, you know, his surrounding co-stars, 
Jalen Brunson was practically non-existent in games one and two versus the Phoenix Suns, and he hasn't really had any great, you know, back support. So I don't expect the Dallas Mavericks to beat the Phoenix Suns. They might take a game or two, considering that the series comes back to Dallas on Friday, aka when this episode comes out. I just, Maverick fans, I don't want you to be disappointed, but Devin Booker and Chris Paul are just too dominant of a team. And then out on the fact that Michael Bridges and then DeAndre Ayton as well, the Phoenix Suns are just too dominant of a team. Now for some other playoff matchups we got going on right now, we got the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. Now this has been more, one of the more entertaining matchups to watch so far in the NBA playoffs. Obviously, the drama with Draymond Green and the media and the fans, him flipping them off, saying, you know, I can make that back in an appearance. I think it's kind of funny because he likes playing that villain role. If people just feed right into what he's trying to get out of them. So it's kind of a win-win for both sides. And Draymond Green's still dominant. Now I do think that flagrant foul that he ended up getting ejected off of was not necessary. I don't think it was meant deliberately in a bad way. But obviously Draymond Green reputation wise they're going to eject him in a heartbeat and um and then uh what was this brooks brooks sorry guys i'm not like the nba professional but brooks he ended up elbowing draymond green in the eye and that looked disgustingly bad it swelled up insanely and then fans were literally cheering at it memphis fans were cheering at the fact draymond green got injured and draymond had enough so he decided to flip off all the people in the stands which you can't really blame them because they're cheering him while he's literally injured. So the series definitely, <laughs> it will come down to the wire as Golden State and Memphis are currently tied 1-1. One to one. Each currently have a win. And it's just been really entertaining to watch a playoff series that actually seems like it has some type of meaning in it. Now the Miami Heat and Philadelphia 76ers series has pretty much just been Miami-Philly without Joel Embiid is practically hopeless. James Harden has been in a complete funk. He just doesn't look like James Harden. And now that we look at the James Harden and Ben Simmons trade, in my opinion, I think the Nets won it. And, yeah, you're probably like, well, the Nets are currently out of the playoffs. Well, in terms of long-term success, they got Seth Curry. They got two first-round picks out of it. They also got Andre Drummond, who might come back, maybe a veteran minimum. And then Ben Simmons, who just got back, who just got back surgery. He'll probably end up being back by the time next year. They, that's probably why he didn't play anyway because there's no point. They knew they were going to end up losing that series. So I know people keep talking about the Nets being a contender every single year when you've got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on one team. But I genuinely do feel that if Ben Simmons can beat, play healthy, can end up getting put in a power forward type position, I guess you could say, that team could be pretty good. And then you have Seth Curry on the perimeter four-year bench who is one of the best three-point shooters in all of the NBA, Brooklyn Nets could genuinely be a scary team if they still stay healthy and are all on the court at the same time, which was another huge issue that happened when James Harden and you know Kevin Durant and Kyber Irving were all on the Nets at once. So anyways, and then the final um, series we currently have going on is between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, which has also kind of been evenly skilled. Um, at the first game of the series, it looked like Milwaukee was going to absolutely walk away with this series. Jason Tatum didn't look like Jason Tatum. He was getting backed down by Giannis Antetokounmpo. Marcus Smart ended up getting injured, something with his shoulder, and it kind of looked like Milwaukee would end up sweeping the Boston Celtics. However, in Game 2, Boston came right back, absolutely destroyed the Milwaukee Bucks. Now the series does go back to Milwaukee. At the series is currently tied one to one, so it will be interesting to watch. The next game is not till Saturday, so 
something probably we won't talk about till next week. But yeah, that alongside the um, Memphis and Golden State series, those both look like pretty much the two best series to watch right now if you're looking for some good basketball to watch. Now, guys, that is officially the end of today's episode. I know it wasn't a lot of stuff to talk about, kind of just some small topics, but I promise y'all, and I'm really hoping over the weekend we do get some pretty big news to talk about, whether it's NBA playoffs, NFL news, college football news, especially regarding the whole Jordan Addison NIL situation. So we'll obviously get back to that on Monday. But before y'all do leave, please make sure that you are following the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast, where we post some of the funniest, some of the best sports content you will ever see on TikTok. And we also post daily sports news on the Instagram. So, guys, I will leave the link down in the description below. And as always, I hope y'all have a fantastic week weekend. I hope y'all accomplish all the goals you set for yourselves. And I will see y'all back here on Monday. Peace.